Welcome back, everybody, to another stupendous episode of the Basement Ballers Podcast. My name is Kareem. Stupendous. You know, we throw in big words out today, this week, next week, every single week from now on so that you guys can be engaged, locked in, ready for this week's episode of the Basement Ballers Podcast. And Ibrahim's going to be a hater. He's going to be a hater. It is what it is. It is what it is. But you already know how, I mean, if maybe you don't, but we talk about football here, starting off usually with England, then moving on to La Liga and things of that nature. So that's not going to be much different today, mm. but we're going to have a couple games to talk about, some pretty important games. So tune in, answer our question of the day at the end in the comment section and let us know what you think. And also check out our description for all our links to social media. TikTok is our main one, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Keep on following, keep on think liking and everything if you like our content. Mm -hmm. And yeah, let's move on. Let's start off with Brahim's uh, favorite Premier League team, Arsenal, the Gunners. Today, or not today, but yesterday on Saturday, they played against Crystal Palace. A game that was a little bit maybe up in the air in terms of like your confidence levels, I would say. Uh, right? Yeah, I mean, the 5-0 the no wasn't, I wouldn't say it's a reflection of the game because it, we should have won, but mm. like Palace weren't that shit. Not that bad, yeah. They weren't that bad for us to pipe in 5-0. Pause, mm -hmm. by the way. I said pipe. Anyways, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I don't know, man. The team still kind of looks a bit like, man, I don't mm. know. Like, like what, what, do, what, do you f what do you feel like is still missing for you guys? I don't, I don't, Havertz, I don't know why he's playing. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why he's playing. Um, also, the fact that Declan Rice's last few games has been kind of off it, which I don't blame him because Declan Rice isn't a number six. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not. Mm. Like you, you now, like, him in the eight? like yeah, somewhat because like th this is like I'm pretty sure the plan was to have him basically do the Jacker role, yeah. and then you have Partey as the DM. And now Partey is, I think he's back because I know in Dubai he was part of the training and stuff, so he might be back in the next like like week or two. Mm -hmm. He gets back. You put him in the starting lineup. Then yeah, I'm sure we look we'll look way better. So you got Odegaard. Uh, yeah, Odegaard, Rice, Rice and, and then Partey. Uh, Partey. That, that's that midfield is perfect. But yeah. I don't know. Is this some like is this not clicking? Because like Havertz. I mean, when Smith Rowe came on, did way better than Havertz. Mm -hmm. Smith Rowe was definitely that guy. Yeah. Um, overall it was cool. Martinelli with two goals. That was cool. Gabriel also got two goals. I mean, well, one of them was given as an own goal by Dean Henderson but like the ball was on target mm. like normally an own goal is like if he if he heads it let's say wide but then it hits someone then it goes in okay that's an old goal but like the ball was on the line and then it hits Dean Henderson then it goes in so point is, it gets robbed of a goal points that's two and then Trussard with a good goal even though Trussard was playing I don't know the whole team in the first half was kind of met the second half we picked up but the first half was meh mm -hmm. um, I don't know like we just scored off two set pieces the rest was kind of but yeah, fair enough. Pretty pretty good. I mean, now we're we're tied with City. I think. Yeah. I think if I just, let me check. You guys were today before the Liverpool game two points behind us. No, yeah, we're five. And now. So now you're five. Yeah. And City, I believe, were also two points behind us. On uh, same. No wait, does City still have a game in hand? I think they do. Yeah. Um. Perhaps they do. Let me just double check, fellas. Believe they do. Uh, City are on forty three points and they've only played twenty games because mm. they had that one game they missed for uh, uh, a club world cup, club against the Fluminense. Yeah, or however you pronounce it, Fluminense, man. <sighs> Sorry, you're wearing the Brazil shirt as well, you bum. Hey, bro. Um, it, do you mind like we discuss this after the podcast mm. and not embarrass us in front of like our fans? Mm. Just talk. Okay. Nice anyway, moving on. Uh, I am a fake Brazilian, but let's just talk about Manchester City. Yeah, so they're on 43 points after yeah. Liverpool's win today. Liverpool go up to 48, but Manchester City have one game in hand. And if I go to their game list, their mm. next game is against, let's mm. see, uh, Burnley. 
So mm. that is yeah. Premier League's beca- like was dead this week. There wasn't really much. Yeah, I mean, wasn't really much going on because you had that. You had um, I believe yeah. Okay, Forest and uh, Brentford played, and Brentford ended up winning three two. Now okay, Ivan Tony's back. Mm. What do you think happens? Because Brentford right now, I believe, like, but before yesterday's game, they had lost seven out of the last eight, I believe. Mm. And I think Brentford are what, like, sixteenth, seventeenth? Like they're they're like right down. They're close to the relegation. I think like with him, yeah, they're, they're gonna be fine. So they're at fourteenth right now after the win. Yeah. Okay. So they're fourteenth. They moved up. Mm. But the idea is that with Ivan Tony, the the team does look different. Mm. Okay. Like like he's the he's a very clinical striker, and he's a, I mean, taken last season, he was on what twenty goals, in the league. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on 20 goals. He was third in the league in terms uh. of goals. I think after Holland and uh, well, Kane. Kane. Yeah. yeah. So Ivan Tony had a very solid season last season, mm. and he's very much capable. Now the the interesting part right now that I'm a little bit on the fence about is he sometimes when he's doing interviews he communicates like oh he loves Brentford and like you know he want he owes them for like having his back through all all this. Yeah. But then he also comes out and talks about how he's a player that deserves that that big like a move to a bigger club yeah. and all this stuff. So it's like yeah. like what like you're a little. A little bit confused, and at the moment, like the first of all, the January transfer window has been absolutely shocking. So, like, mm. it's one of those ones where like he could be that big transfer that could happen, or if he's true to his words in terms of like Brentford and everything, mm. uh, he could wait until the summer and, and then Ooh. make the move. But who's even made a move this January? Because Arsenal haven't a Arsenal bunch of loans, basically a bunch Arsenal of loans. From my scene. Yeah, Arsenal haven't signed or been linked to really anyone. Yep. To be honest, mm. Liverpool, I'm pretty sure haven't either. No, Man City, no. United, no. no. United, so, though, actually, yeah. actually, I don't know if you saw, mm. but now they got um, their new CEO. They got from Man City that Correct. that Omar doing. A lot of people are speculating. I was seeing on on City like Twitter and socials and shit. A lot of people are speculating it's because yo they might be guilty. Well, so I, I think that's, that, that's, but that's jumps, a natural, yeah. that's the natural thought process. Yeah. So there's, there's different thought processes. So guys, mm-hmm. let us know what you guys think in the comments. Now I made a TikTok about this yesterday mm-hmm. and I thought that like, essentially the guy, the brother's getting an upgrade. First of all, he's going to a bigger club with mm-hmm. all due respect. Mm-hmm. And second of all, he's getting, he's the CEO. Yeah. Right. So he, like he was, he was football manager or football uh, director of football, director of football mm-hmm. at, at city. And now he's the CEO at Manchester United, mm-hmm. bigger money. So that the move makes sense for mm-hmm. multiple reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. But you also might imagine that that brother knows some information that we don't know. Yeah, he knows. Look, keep in mind, right? He's joining right now midway through the season. So when the summer comes, he's going to know who City are targeting. Mm. He's going to know what they're scouting. He's yeah. going to know He's going to know everything about what they what they want. Plus, that mm. means Ten Hag is cooked because yeah. um, generally, generally, you know, when a new CEO comes in, it's like a new, like, football directors whatever they come in they like to have their own guy there yeah and obviously tanag wasn't appointed by them so yeah he's end of the season he's gonna be gone yeah probably that's right. for sure yeah no it's, if I, if Dan hag is managing men you know like forget results i'm just talking about like because of like all the backs backroom stuff if Dan hag is still managing this team by next year i will i don't know man i'll i'll jump in a in a garbage bin and stay there for 10 minutes mm-hmm. yeah no um Dan hag is is you know, still has some mm. Manchester United support in terms of the fans that, uh, and saying, oh, you can't blame the manager, this and this and this. And I think that obviously you can't 100% blame the manager for, for you know, their troubles this season, right? 
But you even think about some of the signings that, for example, Ten Hag asked for, like like that are rumored, and like I I forget his name, but there's one brother from Ajax. Did you did you see that rumor? Yeah, Marlon, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And and like this, people were replying like, bro, can this brother can like like if, bro, you, if he likes Ajax so much, go back. Like bro, you know he, what I mean? He's a dictator because you know when they had Ralph Ranić, right? He was meant to stay, but then they got rid of him because Ten Hag wanted control of everything. Yeah. And apparently, he's not happy about the fact that he's gonna lose some control. Yeah. But with under his control, all. Na- name me one, bl- like, out of how many players does he sign? I think he signed probably, like, what, 10 to 15 players, mm. right? Out of all those players, name me three that have done well. Aside from Casemiro last season? Casemiro wasn't even his sign. Casemiro wasn't, like, they got him, but Ten Hag didn't want Casemiro. Mm, like, they, they wanted the young. They just got Casemiro. That wasn't even a Ten Hag sign. I'm talking about the players he actually pushed for. So, Anthony, flop. Flop. Lissandro Martinez, I mean. He's been decent. Look, he's, he's good, but yeah. injury prone. Yeah. So, I mean. Up in the air, you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, Mason Mount, flop. Oh, yeah. Mason Mount, but flop. So Wout Weghorst, flop. Yeah. Region, flop. Mm. Fucking Arambat, flop. Yeah, Sabitzer. Not a flop, Sabitzer. but like he kind of like just... Flop. Like, like I, don't, do I don't mean flop in the negative. I just mean like they haven't been... In that influential They haven't been team. influential, yeah, okay. Yeah. Flop, so that's Sabitzer, flop. And then, who, Malassi. I mean, he's been injured the whole year, but flop. Even last year when he wasn't really injured, wasn't that good, so flop. Mm. Who else? I mean... Who else did he? Who else did he get in? Let's see. Oh yeah, Onana flop. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, there's okay, uh, not. Oh, no, Christian no. Eriksen is not like uh, he, uh, it's mid. mid like 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 I think literally Lissandro Martinez Christian Eriksen the only players that like and even they're not like certified like good yeah, signings but like they're not like they're like, passable well, yeah exactly. every other player he's they're signed not but they're not like you have to take in that like yeah. obviously I'm not trying to glaze but these are not Man United caliber players like you know what I'm saying I mean Christensen and no no look Christensen in his prime is a Man United player Eriksen Eriksen I mean uh. Yeah, Erickson. I mean, his name's Christian Erickson. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I know you're you're confused with the Barca brother. It's yeah, fine. Erickson is a is a Man United player in his prime. Maybe not now, but in his prime, he is a Man United yeah. player. Casemiro's a Man United player. No, like these players that that, that he's they've, they've signed under Ten Hag, a lot of them Man United players. They've just been trashed for multiple reasons, either coaching, injuries, both. Mm. So yeah, no, it's uh, I wouldn't give him like. I want to give him a cent to spend. Like, if they still keep him this summer, which I'll be very surprised, I want to give him a cent. No, no. Because he's – I think that his ability to scout talent is, is very questionable at the moment, and uh, mm. and obviously United are paying for that. Mm. But let's move on to today, Sunday, January 21st, games, um, of which there were a couple, and mm. of which – I mean – mainly La Liga in this case, but we're, mm. we're going to start off, obviously, with Premier League. We'll talk a little bit about Sheffield, West Ham. Nothing too crazy. That ends in 2-2 draw. West Ham, one of those teams where, like, yeah, at moments you think, man, they're really performing, and at moments you're like, okay, well, these guys are definitely not really top four contenders, are they? Whoa, whoa, whoa. you when were they ever top four contenders? I mean, they started off the season very well, bro. Yeah, what at Nah, it's um, yeah. Well, West Ham are definitely pushing, trying to push for a Europe spot, like a yeah, top eight finish, a top seven, yeah. And what are they now? I think they're they're still top half, aren't they? Uh, West Ham, no, they're doing solid. I think they're, they're just, like eighth, aren't they? They're sixth actually, sixth. at thirty five points. Yeah, okay, yeah, that thing. Like they're they're pushing. They're right ahead for, of United. for a European spot, which I think they'll still get it. But mm. yeah, obviously this is a result. And plus, wasn't the game at home? Was it at home for them? Was it away? Uh, this game was. Let me just like it, regardless, it's a shit result, but like. They were playing at Michael Salisbury. Yeah, you know, okay, that so way. that's away. Okay, I mean, even that's a bad result. For it's not a great result. It's Sheffield United at the end yeah. of the day, and West Ham is capable. But the thing is about West Ham, for West Ham fans that are tuning into the podcast, mm. that is a, maybe a little bit concerning, is you guys have a lot of high-profile brothers that, like, could be looking to make, like, a move in the summer. You know, you got Jared Bowen, you have Paqueta, mm. you... 
I don't know. Those, Je- those are the two. What Jared Bowen go to a top six club? Yeah. I mean, he's good, but what do you go to like a, yeah. a Arsenal, a City, a Liverpool, yes. a Chelsea? Yeah. I could see him going to Liverpool, yeah. He's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, because like obviously this is just fan speculation, but a lot of fans do like him. I think Klopp likes him. So. He's, a, he's a winger, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a, as like a Salah number two kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't think he'd go Liverpool to be on the bench. That's all I know. <laughs> well, his thing is taking like, like as much as I love Salah, his days at the club are, are numbered in a sense because – he like Liverpool will extend him probably this summer, mm. but I do think that like in the next three four years he'll probably be gone. But yeah, I mean he's like thirty one now, so that's just he's thirty two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, but but maybe right, maybe maybe that's uh, but uh, the other brother that's kind of on our radar is Michael Elise. But mm. again, like a lot of these players are coming out and like um what? like we're we're kind of talking about oh summer and this nothing yeah. really in January. Like I remember last January we got obviously Gakpo. But I mean, because um, Liverpool don't, Liverpool don't need to spend this January. What they need, because right now you guys are top of the league, with what are you guys even focusing on in terms of competition? So you guys are still, you we're guys still are, on everything. You're in the FA Cup, Carabao Cup. I mean, okay, I don't think Europa. Like, like we talked about this before. I don't think Europa League is really going to be prioritized. Like, would Klopp take winning? Like, would Klopp rather win the FA Cup, Europa League, and Carabao Cup? Like, do like let's say like a treble in a sense. Or would you rather win a Premier League? Prem. Yeah, Prem. Easy, easy, easy. Like, easy. I think have, what's going to Like, happen, Liverpool have something to prove in terms of the Premier yeah, like, League title. I, I think what's going to happen is he's going to focus on the Prem. And, okay, if they somehow make it, like, the final of the Europa League FA Cup, whatever, okay, then cool. But, like, I don't think he's going to field a strong, a very strong lineup in any of these competitions. So, I guess, at the final. Now, he's in the semis right now. For was the Carabao Cup against Fulham? Is the Carabao Cup? Yeah, it's yeah. the Carabao Cup. Yeah, and yeah the fourth up round of the, uh, of the FA Cup. So already up two one. You win that, you go to the final. Okay, maybe that. Like you know, what I'm saying like your squad isn't big enough for you to prioritize every competition. Yeah, and we're gonna but talk about Liverpool. We're gonna talk about Liverpool's depth in just a bit here. But yeah. you know, I've, I've I wanted to ask you this. Mm. Do you think that like, I guess we can talk specifically about big six clubs like Liverpool and stuff. Do you think that like these clubs ever go into a season saying to themselves, "Yeah, this might not be our season to win," or like, do you think that they sh- they always go into the season like the like, Premier League or just the yeah, tro- Premier or just League. trophy? Let's just the Premier League. Let's say so. Like Liverpool on the bounce after last season becoming be, getting fifth and then making a bunch of new signings, right? Whatever. Mm. Do you think that they have it in their mind, like, oh, we're still we're gonna go and win the Premier League title, or do do you think that there's always like that? Uh, you know, I think. Look, I think it's naive of a club to think that they're for sure going to win. And now, yeah, every club obviously should go in with the intention mm. of trying to win the Premier League because at the end of the day, it's like, like what? You just That's like, your purpose. Like, yeah, if you're, a top, like, if you're like a West Ham or Brighton, one of them, okay, obviously you're not going to win the Premier League, but like mm. if you're a Chelsea, Arsenal, United, whatever, like I don't care how bad you are, you always, like in your head, every year should be you're trying to pr- fight for a Premier League. And if it's not a year, and if it's a year that you're not fighting for a Premier League, then yeah, it should be considered mm. a failure. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if you fight for the Premier League and you end up not winning it, but you were, like, up there, then cool. But, like, if you go into a year just thinking, oh, the goal is I just want to get top four in Champions League. Like, because, nah. because you know why I say that? Because some teams, it, like, I feel like purposefully go into, like, a rebuild phase where, like, Yeah, no. You know? Look, bro, it's it's not – look, the thing about football, it's not like any other sport. It's not like basketball or whatever. Like, not, there's no such thing as a rebuild, in my opinion. Yeah. Because football, bro, all you need is a couple signings, and mm. that's it. That you, can turn you, your team around. Yeah. You, don't, you don't need, like, much. It's not a whole thing where, like, there's drafting and you have to do trades. No, no, no. Football is literally mm-hmm. – you have, like, man, a team like Man United, you got money and you're Man United. Like, literally, there's no – there's never an excuse for you to be – worse than top three yeah so but then let's let's extend that question right if you're a team that 
you know, is not necessarily predicted to win the, the Premier League, right? Let's say so we're going to go with Liverpool because that's, that's the obvious team in this case, right? Mm-hmm. You're not predicted to win the Premier League at, this, at the beginning of the, uh, of the season, let's say, right? Mm. But, and let's say you, you're kind of in that fight, eventually you lose, yeah. right? Is that a failure? No, if you end up losing, but you were in the fight and like, because Liverpool, yeah, like you said, this year they weren't um, like expect- predicted. Yeah, they were it. expected to challenge now. Look, yes and no, because, okay, I guess you could say success is the fact that, well, they got to that position, but then the fact you got to that position and then you ended up not winning is failure. Because like Arsenal last year, no one expected Arsenal to challenge for the league, but then they got eight points ahead of City and ended up up losing. And no one was like, well, at least they competed. Like, no. Like, say they competed and lost, okay, but the fact that they were on top from the whole year and still didn't win, yeah, that's a failure. Yeah. So, like, if Liverpool from... I wouldn't say them losing it now would be a failure because they're only five, five points ahead of City and City have a game in hand. So that could be only two points. And there's still like, what, 16, 17 games going mm-hmm. left? So, yeah, okay, them losing it from this position isn't a failure. But say they're up five, six, seven points and there's like, I don't know, s- five or six games left in the year and they ended up not winning it, yeah, then it's a failure. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about the Liverpool game as we're, we're obviously on this on the subject I watched mm. it today in full you know uh, obviously because I'm Liverpool uh, against Bournemouth now this is a game away and Liverpool away this season has has obviously won a lot mm. or won everything mm. okay actually no there's some draws sorry but they they haven't lost yet at, uh, away other than at Spurs mm. okay and so this was a game though however because of our history with Bournemouth away, that we are a little bit nervous. We haven't played a game in, what, 11, 12 days. Mm. Uh, we have a lot of players missing, so on and so forth. Yes, a and, lot. And, and, Bo- and Bournemouth, bro, Bournemouth is on, like, was, yeah, they've been, you know, they've been on form. Well, I saw a graph, like I told you, was, um, so Liverpool smacked them 4-0. City beat them 6-1. We beat them 4-0, mm. I believe, or 3-0. And then United lost 3-0 at home to them. So, yeah. But, you know. I hear I heard from the commentators when I was watching it that they Bournemouth on paper are the most informed team. Well, yeah, because I right. think the last month they've probably they they haven't, they haven't, they haven't lost the game. Yeah, because Solanke what won the the yeah. December Player of the Month or something. Like they were going crazy. Now, so this was a very like n- nerve wracking game, mm. I would say. But uh, the, in the first half, kind of like like put us a little bit at ease because ob- well, Bournemouth came out the gate swinging. They were like hitting us, hitting us, hitting us, hitting mm. us. But then Liverpool was like, nah, fuck that. We're about to like smack that ass. Mm. Second half, they come out, pause. Second half, they come out and just, yeah, like smack, smack, smack. Yeah, smack, apparently, smack. look, I didn't watch the game, but I saw on the timeline. Apparently, Jota scored a very good goal. Yeah, no, he did. He did. He scored a couple of good goals. So. Like it was like, well, I think it was the first goal he scored. Dudes were just saying like, that's just a very instinctive like like jo- bro, Jota has this ability to put balls, pause, right into that damn corner, mm. like, and and it's usually far post. He knows how to put the ball in that post, mm. in that you know, and the way that he does it is 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 surpasses even Salah's ability, right? The Liverpool fans need to admit mm. that Jota is our best finisher on the team. Well, I literally always said I'd never understood why he wasn't the starting striker. He he is incredible. Like, you know what? I saw a stat though. So Nunez this year, I think in eighteen games he's played. Mm. Um, ten goals and ten assists, I think, or yeah. some shit like that. So, yeah. he's he, not. He's not like. Listen, is he is he being treated po- uh, unfairly? Yes, hundred percent. Because the thing is, I don't think you can appreciate Nunez unless you watch him, right? Because like I know that this is so like like generic, but like bro, his ca- his chaos. 
allows for like like that makes the defense mm. uh a little bit uneasy mm. in a way. You saw what he did against Arsenal or what mm. he did against like other teams where his presence yeah, he's simply fa- he's fast. Yeah. He's fast, but his presence simply puts pressure on defenses, right? Mm. And it allows other players to like do like to to to, you know, to do get more space, do more work, things of that nature. He is a very mm. valuable member of the team. He gets two goals today as well. Mm-hmm. He he opens up the scoring for us in a, in a way where you know how like Darwin Nunes always gets in front of the goalie and then he yeah. usually misses. Yeah. His yeah. first goal was that no, he was in front of the goalie and in very very calmly he tucks it in, mm. right? So he has a lot of potential. Sure, there are moments where he pisses us off, but overall. Like I'm telling you, man, I always say though, I I don't want to hear potential talk when you bought a dude for eighty million. No, no, of course. Like, yeah, man, his stats. Okay, his stats. I guess have been good. Obviously, I don't watch every Liverpool game, so you can, you know, vouch for him more than I can. But like I'm telling you, you there's no such thing as you buy someone for over sixty mil yeah. and you talk about potential. That's what Man United fans do with yeah. Hoyland, and it pisses me off. Yeah. Because it's like, th- okay, if you buy Hoyland or Nunez or these guys for like twenty five mil, mm. then cool. But, mm. like, if you buy someone for 60-plus million to lead the line for, you know, a Liverpool or a Man United, you don't have the luxury of just being like, oh, yeah, well, you know, give him a few t- a few months and he'll be good. No. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you, you need to be ready. No, I get that. And I get that. And I think, I think his first uh, season was a failure, mm. right? But I think he's showing us, like, what the kind of thing that he can bring. Because even, even with, with the Benfica, like, his second season was the season where he really kind of... Well, I remember. He, he, that was... We still had Coleman back then. Yeah, he cooked Barca in the yeah, Champions League. I remember. Yeah, I so, no, he, he's a player that has a lot of class, a lot of potential, and he's very loved by the fans. Now, there is one player that I want to talk in that 30, 40 million pound range, and I want to see who your opinion on, on him is. Mm. Alexis McAllister. And mm. that, that's also a question for you guys in the comments. Let us know what you guys think. Alexis McAllister, as a rival fan, what do you think of that, brother? I think he's good. I just think he's misused. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, I think he's just misused. But yeah, I'd take him out personally. Yeah, he's but I think he'd probably be. Yeah, he'd be like what? Probably our. He'd probably start for us to be honest. Yeah, he would. Yeah, because like, yeah, you'd have maybe him, Odegaard, Rice, or maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he'd either start or if he was on the bench, he'd be like the first player to sub on. Yeah, because okay, in the midfield three of Odegaard, Partey, and. And Rice, I'd probably keep him on the bench. But then again, the second one of them gets injured, yeah, he's the first midfielder I'm calling up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah no, he, he's good. He's good. He's just misprofiled. So he's, you would say that like we kind of got a bargain off him, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, look, in today's market for a dude who's prem-proven, World Cup winner, and you got him for, what, $35 million? Uh, 35 And he's like, yeah. what, 24, 25? Yeah. Yeah, then that's – yeah, that's uh, he's Honestly, today he really impressed me. Because yeah, I, I was under the impression as well that – his position as a six is not like his preferred position. It's not the position he's meant he's to drive in. He's an interior. He's but a today, man, and I'm not saying this as in like, oh, let's jump on the bandwagon. He should always play as a six. But today, man, that brother was in the Look, trenches, he, winning balls, back paws, like everything. He was. Doing he crazy. should play where Sobozla plays. Sobozla plays like an interior. Yeah, that's where that's where McAllister. Like yeah. idea, like your midfield three should be McAllister, Sobozla as your eight, Endo. eight yeah. interiors, and then either Endo or Gravenberch as your six. Yeah, that's how yeah. your midfield should Agreed. be. Agreed. I mean, ideally, you guys would have to get a better DM because, like, I don't think. No, this. Listen, this year, this year, like, considering just the squad we have, mm. th- our best midfield uh, three mm. is McAllister, Sabuzlai, and uh, Endo. Okay, mm. the other alternative mm. to that is Jones, Sabuzlai, Endo. 
Yeah, right? yeah. That's the other alternative in terms of like who I'm confident sending out as a midfield three. But let me know what you guys think about that Liverpool game today. Mm-hmm. We win 4-0. We go up uh, five points ahead of uh, City and Arsenal. Mm-hmm. City still have a game to play, so they have y- obviously a lot of you guys still. You guys are coming to the Emirates in two weeks. Yeah. I, believe, I think that's, yeah, the eighth or yeah. something. And I still don't, I don't, I don't think we're still, we're still not going to have Salah or, or Endo, I don't think. Yeah, um, well, I don't know. Listen, man, if Arsenal get their shit together, we could win that. But, yeah. like, I don't know. All right, bro. Well, that's our that's our England talk. Before I end, okay, mm. we're going to do – I actually wanted to do a quick combined 11, big six, because we haven't done one all, all season. Mm. And we're about a little bit more ha- than halfway through the season. What do you think? Yeah, well, yeah, we are halfway. So you want to do, a, like, a team of the year, just Prem or just big six only? I mean, let's do big six. Okay. It keeps it keeps the thought process a little bit like more focused. So, or you can do big eight and include Newcastle and Aston Villa. Yeah, because I feel like it's not fair to include big six as Chelsea this year. Like having shit. It's okay, like, we can do I? top six. We can do. Top I, I would just do like a Premier League probably. XL. Like okay, I would say. Okay, so let's okay let before we start. Let's. You want to do a Premier League X? Uh, oh, we'll do. We'll do top. We'll do top eight. We'll do top eight. Okay, right, let's cool. do top eight. So, so we get that. Let just for everybody in the comments to know. Is this based on form or just like? Well, give you can both. You can pick okay. a player and then give your opinion. So Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Villa, Spurs, mm. West Ham, mm. United, Brighton. Okay. Well. Okay. Let's start. Let's do four three three. Let's start off with our goalkeeper of the uh, half. Season. Yeah, Allison. Allison, right? Allison. I think that uh, most people will agree. Uh, I think. R- yeah, and then right back, I'd probably put Trent. Trent. Yeah, Trent yeah. over Walker, right? Yeah, because and this over Trippier tr- now. Actually, no, I guess Trippier. Sorry, Newcastle's not top eight. Sorry. Well, Trippier has been a bit meh the last like yeah a few weeks. So yeah, but then um yeah no. But Trent, you know, Trent's I want to give good. one shout out that mm. people won't talk about a lot. Pedro Porro. I think he's a. Sol- I don't think he's better than Trent. But I think he's a solid choice. Yeah, Spurs though. No. Okay. Anyways, um. Okay. So that so Allison Trent mm. center back on uh, right center back. I'm still inclined to say Saliba, to be honest. Um. He's your best center back by far. Um. I'm trying now. I'm trying to think. So you have City. Has I don't know. Listen, man, I'm I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say? Mm. Because based on expectations and whatever, whatever. That doesn't mean I think he's better than Saliba. I th- I'm gonna go Pau Torres. From Villa. From Villa. Pau Torres from Villa, and then I'd put I'd put Gabriel. Oh, from you're all no, bro. Yeah. Just, just that's enough. That's enough. Who are you putting? Van Dyke, bro. Come on. Nah. Bro, yes. You're gonna. You're gonna put Gabriel ahead of Diaz and Van Dyke. Arsenal fans are just uh, okay. Sure. Okay. Anyway, he's he's gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Left back, uh, probably Udogi. I think he's a bit overrated, you know. Um, I like him. I like him a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, cause who else would you? Not City, because uh, what's his face? Uh, who Guardiola else is not like like. Who's Villa starting left back again? It's not. It's not Lucas Dina, is it? It's not. It's um. Yeah, but even then, yeah, yeah. Okay, Udogi, just cause, yeah, sure. Spurs have Moreno I know, overachieved, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be it'd be either Moreno or. Or Udogi, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anyone else. That's yes, that's your back four. Then okay, your midfield three. Okay, let's uh, the best DM in the le- in in the top eight. Is yeah, probably Rodri. Yeah, it's Rodri. It's yeah, Rodri, yeah. right? I do Rodri. I do Declan Rice as your eight. As an eight. Okay. And I'd put. I don't know, because none of your midfielders really stand out. Well, yeah, they're good, but none of them yeah, really no, stand not, not, out not, to not me. Yeah, not a combined 11 worthy, even though I do, li- I do like a lot of our midfielders. Man, maybe what, Douglas Luiz from Villa, maybe? He's good. Uh, 
I think Bernardo Silva deserves like a shout as well, maybe over Rice. But I'm th- I'm going based on expectations, you know what I mean? Like is yeah, but no, but I'm talking about best. Just like who's the best man? Like who like who's been performing? I think Bernardo Silva like consistently is is City's like one of City's best performers. Performers, sorry. Sure, I mean yeah, take him. Okay, striker though. I'm going Ollie Watkins. Wait, so so wait, wait, just to, to confirm. So it's Rodri, Rice, Bernardo Silva. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I guess James, James Madison has uh, been injured for like half the season. So. Yeah, no, so I, yeah, and then striker, I'd put uh, Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins is the best striker of the big eight. Yeah, or the top eight. So yeah, like I mean, obviously I know Holland has more goals, but I'm talking about just like. Who yeah, but Holland's been injured for yeah, a while. Yeah, he's been now. injured. Plus, like, who would I? Yeah, I'd probably. Okay, Ollie Watkins. Okay, right wing Salah. I'm trying to think. Hold on. Um, you know, you have Saka obviously no. as a shout. You have uh, Saka's been trashed. Yeah, maybe Foden as a shout. No. Um, you have uh, maybe Leon. Ba- is Leon Bailey a left or right winger? Though is he? He's a. I think he's a right winger. No, he might be a left winger. I don't know. Whatever Leon Bailey is, though, he's got one of the wing spots, either left or right. Uh, is it right or left? Well, winger? sometimes they don't even play with. T- with well, Diaby is on the right. Watkins sometimes plays on the left. Uh, Bailey's on the right, though. Bailey's on the right. Yeah, I'm saying Leon Bailey is a right. I don't know. Like, uh, like, yeah, I'm saying him. Like, I know Salah's better. I'm, I'm gonna put him. All right, so I'm putting Salah though, because I think I'm not delusional. Uh, but moving on. But Le- who's, who's, the, who's the left winger though? Oh, left winger is a tough one. You have Doku, who I think has been really solid for City. You have okay, not Martinelli. Uh, no, I mean, not Diaz. No, no, nah, I wouldn't say Luis Diaz. Not Nunez. Not, not Diaz. Nobody on United. Uh, nobody on Brighton. Maybe. Or maybe Jared Bowen's a shell for right wing. Actually, I just remembered that. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. Um, Matoma um, from Brighton, maybe. But I don't know. Brighton. No, no. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with Doku. To be honest, I'm gonna say Doku for for left winger. I think he's been really solid for for, for City. Yeah, listen, I'll, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, I'll say Doku. Sure. All right. So let's just recap. Allison, right back. Trent. Two center years. backs were uh, Gabriel and Pau Torres. And okay, so left. for me, my center backs were Van Dyke and Taliba. Oh, okay. Left back, I said Udogi. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Our midfield is the same. So yeah. Rodri, Rice, Bernardo Silva, and Rodri, then yeah. Ali Watkins, striker. Ali Watkins. Right winger would be uh, Leon Bailey, and yeah. then left winger would be um, Doku. Okay, so we agree on left winger. I obviously my right winger is Salah, and then yeah. So, but let us know what you guys think about your combined eleven so far this season in the comments. Mm-hmm. Moving on, let's talk about La Liga. Let's talk about Bra- one of Brahim's favorite slash least favorite topics, uh, because you already know. But do you want to talk about Real Madrid first? Yeah, I'll no, we'll leave that at the end. Leave that at all the right, end. Right. Let's leave talk about end. Barcelona. Today, all you right, guys cool. d- defeated Real Batiste 4-2. Were you impressed by the performance or were you L- kind of like, mm? Listen, I'm going to – I'll say this, okay. Um, yeah, the performance itself can say – because Real Batiste, first of all, haven't lost um, a game at home this year. Up until today, I lost a game at home. Yeah. Now, they were going to the game on a patch or on a form. I think they were – yeah, they had only won once in their last five. They w- went out. No, no, sorry. They they uh, they hadn't won the last five, so they drew four times and lost once. Mm. But at home they were unbeaten. Plus they have the third best defense. Well, maybe that changed now because we scored four. But like they had the third best def- defense in the league going to this game. And honestly, yeah, like I will say this: the, look, the performance still wasn't. It wasn't amazing. It was good considering how the last few months we just have have been playing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at Batiste too, which is a very hard ground to play at. Yeah. So all in all, four two. But the thing is, because since you didn't watch the game, I'm assuming the thing is we went up two nil, mm-hmm. and then in the span of two minutes, Isco scored two goals, right? And then uh, we end up winning four two. Ferran Torres got a got a hat trick, you know. 
I shot on him last week. Yeah, the shark. Right, yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> Three goals today. Okay, and they're all good, really well. T- I mean, the first goal was a tap-in, but these other two goals were very well taken, especially the second one. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if you saw, but okay, so Lemine Yamal has the ball, crosses it, and it goes like off the post. It redirects off the post, and it falls to his to his legs, and he has like a split decision to make, and he basically did like a half volley on his weak foot, and it went in. Like, granted, the net was open. Keep in mm. mind, like, he could have skied it. Yeah, sure. That guy, like, is fair. I wouldn't be surprised if he skied that shit. So it's a very good finish. Plus, the th- his hat trick goal was just um, it was on the break. Lemine Yamal slips in like a very good pass to him, and then he dinks the goal. He goes, it's overall very good, but like I told you, so we go up 2 0. The first two goals, honestly, were somewhat lucky, I'd say, because yeah. the first goal was was basically it was meant to be a pass. It deflects off someone, and then it deflected. It put Pedri in, and then he just basically passed it Fran Torres for, like, a tap-in. The second goal, yeah, like, Lamont wants to cross it, and then, uh, he crosses it, it hits the post, and then goes – it lands on Ferran's feet to just basically tap it in. Well, not tap it in, but it was basically, like, yeah, like a half volley into an open net. And then the third and fourth goal, the third goal was very well, because, like I told you, so we go up 2-0 – in the span of two minutes, um, East Coast scores two goals. And I knew for a fact if we tied that game, all the Madrid fans would have been on our nuts because yeah, East Coast. East yeah. Coast yeah. That's the thing. He ended up getting man of the match too, by the way, which makes no sense because Ferran Torres got one assist and three goals. Yeah, I don't so I'm, there's that. Um, and then, yeah, Jao Felix in like the 88th minute scores the third goal, which was like the winning goal. And then like five minutes later, we end up getting like the, the killer goal, which was like off a counterattack. Mm. And the goal was really well. Jao Felix, bro, was a, it was um, outside the foot, like Travella uh, into the into the uh, bottom corner. It was a very nice goal. Mm. Um, besides that. I'm and you guys also had that midweek match eh, against. Uh, yeah, but that was a that was a Copa del Rey game against like a fourth division team. Yeah, but like they, they, they went up first, no? Yeah, they did, but like I told you, it's a fourth th- division team. Sure, but like as in, after after that first goal, do you think that like oh Barcelona put in a decent performance, or do you think that it was kind of like okay, well you should have won anyway? Like what are you guys doing? Yeah, we should have won anyway. So I don't really get the, the performance itself wasn't even that good. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. So considering right. look the performance that we had the last few weeks slash months, considering the ground, the team, whatever, very good result, very good. I mean, um. I don't have too many complaints except the fact that I'm like Iñaki Pena pisses me off. Yeah, I just need to stay about because mm-hmm. the the second goal specifically, like actually no, both goals I'd say were pro- were his fault. Yeah, because if if you see the replay of them, the first goal, him and Araujo don't communicate. And this is the thing with Iñaki Pena. I've noticed he's weak as hell when it comes to yeah. like uh, balls in the air, like on corners, free kicks, whatever. He's fucking trash at, yeah. at manning his box because. The ball comes in. Instead of telling Araujo to just duck or move and him punching out, they both collide into each other. And then Isco basically gets the ball and then scores it. Yeah. Barca fans have been very critical of Iñaki Pena. Yeah, yeah. Iñaki Pena is, yeah. he, like, I think Ter Stegen, Ter Stegen is very heavily missed by you guys. And obviously, and this yeah. is not to excuse a lot of the defensive errors that Barcelona has been making over the last couple of weeks. But goaltending is important because that gives confidence to the to the the, the, the defense in yeah, general. Yeah, that's the thing. Because, like, our defense hasn't been great this year, but it's gotten so much worse since Ter Stegen got injured. Yeah. And, yeah, and then the second goal was basically the same thing. The ball's coming in. Instead of him rushing off his line to try to get it, he just kind of stays there and the ball goes in. Mm. Now, keep in mind, that goal shouldn't even been allowed to, to stay. And it was, like, on the after. But... Like you should still be saving. Now, like I told you, the second goal, I'll, 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 I'll say excuse it a bit more, even though I think he still should have saved it or done better at least. Mm-hmm. But the first goal, yeah, there's no excuse. So yeah, that's the thing. So look, as a shot stopper, like he's kind of like Kepa in the sense that maybe as a shot stopper, he's he's good. Like you shoot directly at him, whatever. He can save shots, but overall, as a goalie, nah, because like. He can't really man his box. He can't, like, I don't know. He's yeah. like Kepa. Kepa's, like, very small. He doesn't man his box. He can't really punch the ball out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got dropped. Mm-hmm. 
Pena, like for me, like yeah, he's. I think after his performances last like month, by the time the summer comes around, he'll probably get sold. Yeah, because he won't. He's not gonna want to be a backup goalie. But you're not good enough to be Barca's number one. No, I'm no, sorry. So, so this. Yeah, but how did you feel after like like in a couple of minutes? Like you guys just, you know, you were up to no right. So like in a couple of minutes, like yeah, the game, the, two, two, like yeah. do you think you were gonna lose or like yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised we won. Like I'm. Barca are just shit, man. Look, we win. Cool. We're now seven. We, we should have been. We we should have been five points off Madrid. Yeah. We'll get to that now. Mm. That fucking. So first of all, let, let, robbery. Just, just a transition, right? So it seems that Madrid are uh, rigging games that they're not even involved in because Isco wins the man of the match for your game, and now Madrid is like obviously you know under a lot of shtick for what they what happened between them and uh, Almeria. Look, I'll give you the context: is you don't watch a league. Almeria haven't won a game this year. Yeah, they're they're yeah. They're no, when I saw them up to no, I was like, what the fuck? No, is no, that? they're 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 terrible. Mm-hmm. They're not good. They went up three one actually. They got a perfectly good goal disallowed, right? Yeah. Vinicius scores. Like he scored with a hand, with his hand, with mm. his with his arm, shoulder, yeah. Which is keep on a month ago when we should have had a penalty against Getafe to win the game, right? Mm. Like a last minute penalty, they didn't give it to, to because the ball hit Gavi on like the top of his shoulder, yeah. And it, and the guy kicked it onto his shoulder. Like, it wasn't even Gavi. No, Vinicius literally purposely hit it with his shoulder, and the ref gave that as a goal. Mm. Um, they got a bullshit penalty. Amaria should have had a penalty as well. And then, uh, basically, cherry on top, 11 extra minutes yep. at the end. Yep. 11 extra minutes, and then Danny Carvajal scores in the last, like in the last fifth, minute. Fifth minute no, the 10th. Th- was it? The 10th minute. Carvajal scores, right? Ninth. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, the coach comes out, calls it bullshit. Some of the players came out in interviews and said that, basically, that it seems like someone wanted Madrid to win today because that's bullshit. Xavi came out and said that if I speak, I'll get suspense. I'm not saying anything. All the journalists, obviously the non-pro Madrid journalists, like all over the country, have been saying that this is one of the worst ref La Liga games in history. Not even this year, in history. Mm. Because you, you need to go back. Amria should have won that. Yeah. Like Madrid were just shit. And, and like I said, Camavinga, like you said, um, we were talking about this before we started filming. He puts a caption up saying, no, the Madrid way after they won. Like, yeah, it is the Madrid way. And then people have the nerve to say that we rig games. Like if we rig games and paid refs, what are Madrid doing? Mm. Like so, really. so, you, so you think that they're? I mean, we've always talked about Madrid's mentality, but p- part of it seems to be like, like it's like the the world wants them to win. Look, the, yeah, mentality comes like I think like the, the world mentality wants comes, them look, to come back. I feel like the mentality comes from two things. One, yeah, maybe they're just mentally strong, but two, it's like I feel like Madrid players know that they can they can get away with murder. Yeah, exactly. Like Barca, like if that's Barca today, they don't win that. No, that no. that goal finishes scores. Yeah. That's not that doesn't count for us. Yeah. I also forgot to mention that Lewandowski scored a goal that should have been a, that sh- we should have gone. By the way, the ref didn't give it to us, which we should have gotten. That's, I forgot to mention that. But if that's Barca today or Atletico Madrid or any other team, they don't win that game yeah. because that Vinicius goal they don't get. They don't get eleven minutes added on. They don't get like Almeria should have gotten a penalty. Yeah, the goal they scored should have stood. Like it's it's bullshit. And well, like, take in, bro. So like, shout out to Farron enthusiasts on on TikTok by the way. Yeah. But I wasn't. I was watching Liverpool game, so I wasn't really paying attention. And then I go on TikTok for a little bit, and I see that oh shit, Almeria is up two 0 right? Mm. And my first thought wasn't oh shit, Madrid are gonna lose, right? Mm. I'm like oh shit, Madrid are gonna come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because partly is like yeah, like you you understand that Madrid has that mentality, whatever. But partly you feel like, yeah, like some, some bullshit is about to happen. And this is not me. I'm not a Barca fan. I'm not a Madrid fan. I'm just mm. a fan of the game. So, like, I understand that there's some things that happen that are a little bit, like, like suspicious, you know? Mm. Like, why do we always expect Madrid to come back, right? Mm. 
is because there's something that ha- like obviously Madrid fans are gonna get pissed, but like at the end of the day, I feel like there's something in like the the the, the nature of La Liga and how those games are ref that kind of favor Madrid, kind of favor well, the bigger teams. You but you gotta keep in mind the ref one a dude from the referees association came out and said that ninety percent of refs in Spain are Madrid fans. Yeah. That's the only that's the only league and this is the thing with La Liga and this is why it pisses me off and it's a bullshit corrupt league run by a fat dwarf, yeah? It's because La Liga is the only league ever where you can where the president of the league can come out and say I'm a Madrid fan, where the refs can come out and say I'm a Madrid fan and nothing happens. Can you imagine mm. if the the head of the of the FA or PGMOL or the referee association in England they openly came out and said, "Oh yeah, ninety-five percent of them are Man United fans." Yeah, that'd be wild. That'd be wild. Can, can you imagine? Yeah, it happens in the Liga all the time, mm. but nothing's done about it. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. And then they call Barca corrupt. Don't get me wrong, Barca. Have Barca had favorable ref, the refereeing decision called for them before. Yeah, every team has, of course. But of course. Madrid. But the fact that people want to only go after Barca and they don't say shit about Madrid, like I'm telling you, bro, like it's, it's weird. There's a there's a there's a certain kind of glazing that go that other fans have for Madrid, which I don't get. Hundred percent, and I think that, like, bro. I think that like corruption in leagues around the world is there. Like, mm. like you can, like even in the in the West, you talk about the NBA and stuff. Like, there's there's shit that goes down, like in, in you yeah. know under the table that like obviously makes you question it. Yeah. But the amount of corruption that you see in leagues like 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 uh, Liga and yeah. La Liga and Serie A, bro, it's 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 crazy. And bro, like the like I don't know if you if you were paying attention to the Milan game the other day. Mm. Uh, obviously, like we, we talked about monkey chants and we talked about racism in in, mm. in past podcasts, mm. and this is obviously not something that we'd expect. To go away and we we talk Mm. about it because we want things to change Mm. likelihood is that the the change has to come from an internal like like systemic change right but it just shows that like there's some there's some like like dealings under the table that prevents these kinds of changes from happening so in this case it's a refereeing change officiating change Mm -hmm. in other cases it's like okay well so like let's say syria it's like what are they going to do about about fans that are making you know racial chance right there's these things are always going to happen in these leagues. Like, the corruption is just crazy. No, but they don't care. The they don't heads care. Of leagues, they don't care. They get their money. Look. They get their money and they look, run. And it, look, it, think of it from from the Spanish-like association. Like, think of it from their point of view. Is it a good look on the league that Girona ends up winning the league? Because keep in mind, and their heads, they think probably Barca's out, which in my opinion, yeah, Barca are probably out of the league. Title. Like, they could still win it, yes, but they're probably out of it, right? The only two who could win it now are Madrid and Girona, right? Is it a good look for the league that Girona wins the fucking league? No. They want Madrid to win. Yeah, I know. I, I get that. They, they want Madrid to win. I get that, win. but it, it would be a kind of a crazy freaking underdog story. Yeah, but they don't care. Bro, it's, Spain isn't like, you know, there's politics in yeah, Spain, right? True. Madrid needs to win in Spain. Yeah. It's Madrid. If Madrid don't win, like, it, like it, it, something's up because in Spain, Madrid has to win. That's why, like, Barca, every single every single time that Madrid, like, you need to know this. I don't know if you pay attention to, like, the media in Spain. Every time Barca will go on a good run of form and then Madrid kind of flounder, something comes out. Yeah. Oh, uh, Barca chief did this. Paid oh, this Barca. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whole Negrera thing came out last year while we were in the middle of, win- like, like, basically dominating the league. league. Yeah, 100%. That's the thing. And every time Barca win or do something good, Something new comes out. Oh, apparently Negrera. Th- that's what I'm telling you. Like Spain is run on politics. Madrid needs to win. Yeah, Madrid has to win in Spain. That that's the thing about the league. That's why it's like it's. I still watch. I love La Liga. Like it's entertaining, but yeah. It's it's it's, it's tough. It's tough. League. It's tough when you feel like there's there's uh, yeah. like a bit of bias. But it's let me know. Bullshit. Let us know what you guys think in the comments about the bias in La Liga. Do you think it's there? Do you think it's over exaggerated because mm. people uh, you know like you know are against Madrid for whatever reason? I don't know. Let us know in the comments. But let's move on to our final topic of the day because this brother comes into our mouths and paws. 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 Yeah, Ronaldo. Bro, (laughs) so 
<laughs> I didn't mean it like that. But you know what I mean? Like, we talk about this brother a lot. Cristiano Ronaldo, this brother had an uh, award ceremony in Dubai. I, I don't. I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't know it was even happening until, obviously, the interview came out. And, mm. and he was calling Holland a big animal or whatever. Dahika, <laughs> dog, lions. Uh, what do you say? Lions. The young like lions. Yeah, yeah, young lions. Like, a yeah, big animal. That know. sounds like a porn name. <laughs> all right. But yeah, yeah. He came out saying, yeah, Ballon d'Or and the FIFA Best Award and all these awards are losing credibility. Yeah, what do you think? I'll say my shit after. But what do you think? Uh, I think that, like, there was a couple things that he said. First of all, let's talk about, like, his comparison of the Saudi League to the French League. I think it's absurd. I don't think the Saudi League – I mean, obviously, we, we all talk about French League being a farmer's league. Mm. But come on, right? It's, the French League is better than the Bundesliga, probably. Yeah. Why wouldn't he talk about the Bundesliga? Nah, no, no. Well, was, you know how many leagues there are in Europe that are worse than the French, but he had to mention the French yeah, league. Yeah, like he could have said I the know, Dutch. Know, he could have maybe know. said, "Oh, the Saudi league is yeah. better than the Dutch league, yeah, or yeah. it's better than the Portuguese league, yeah, or it's better than yeah. the the Romanian." I don't know, but like he had to say the he French had to league. say the French league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Ronaldo, listen, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's like little he, jabs are not. He's like, an insecure bastard. Yeah, his his little jabs are not. I can't, you can't just brush them under the rug. I'm a Ronaldo fan, but you can't just brush mm. them under the rug as like, "Oh, well, he's just a coincidence." Yeah, no, no, no. He's an insecure. You're a cretin. Right? And then to further mm. prove that this is the case, again, mm. as a Ronaldo fan, mm. this brother had to mention the Ballon d'Or, which Messi won, yeah. and the FIFA's best, best man, which, Messi, which won. Messi won. Right? Which, by the way, that brother does not care about that. FIFA best Lola, you, know, you know the thing, the thing which is funny is that, here's the thing, okay. I will say this. Has the Ballon d'Or and the FIFA best award, I never thought they were credible to begin with for the only reason that, well, the Ballon d'Or is meant to be based on who the best player is. Mm. It shouldn't be based on, like, the trophies, the team. No, no. It's basically who is the best player in the world. That's what the Ballon d'Or is meant to be. There's never been two better players than Messi Ronaldo the last 15 years, right? Messi, and besides, if the Ballon d'Or was fair, Messi should have had probably 11 or 12. Messi, there's only been two years ever that Ronaldo was better than Messi, mm. right? Messi, like if you're going based on the whole what the criteria for the Ballon d'Or should be, Messi should have had more. So yeah, that's why the Ballon d'Or to me is not credible. Yeah, that for that reason, the FIFA best thing is voted by captains, journalists, or whatever. So even that, that's not it's not fan voted. Yeah. Right. Which do I think Messi deserved it in mm. 2023? Okay, no, because the World Cup obviously happened in 2022. Do I think Messi deserved it? No, but I don't care. And the thing is, if Ronaldo won that award, you think he'd be saying shit? No. No, of course not. But but no. th- l- l- let's just talk about the both awards individually, right? Yeah. I think with the Ballon d'Or, Messi had a very clear argument. Very clear argument. Why? The brother won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, World right? Cup. So for me, it's like, sure, did I think Holland deserved it more? Yeah. But I can't be upset that Messi won it because, again, bro, that brother like did like masterclass mm. performance in the World mm. Cup. So you can accept that. Even mm. as a Ronaldo fan, you should accept that, right? Mm. This award, right, was a little was first of all like just wildly like undeserved, mm. eh? But even if it was right, and you have but you have to understand that it is fan voted, player uh, captain voted. Uh, manager voted and mm. um, and uh, media voted. Mm. So like the, the the combined score between all four of these votes mm. dictates who wins it. So maybe you could talk about the media vote being like corrupt or whatever. Sure, but the captain vote, surely not. And then the the I mean the fan vote. Okay, obviously. But the well, no, but even but then the fan vote. There's a, you know like there's probably like there's so many Ronaldo fans. I know, but like even vote, they're not gonna vote for Ronaldo. You're talking well, about well, they're gonna vote for anyone who's not Messi. Yeah, fair. they they would have voted for anyone who's not Messi. Yeah, but Messi has a lot of fans. Yeah, but under but anyway, understand understand this, okay? That in this sense, you can't call the award corrupt. Mm. Okay, right. That's first. 
But what you can say is that these players, in my opinion, have a bit of a bias towards Messi and his greatness. Because that brother's great, right? Mm. He's the GOAT, mm. right? But there has to be. Because that award is to, be, is to be awarded to the player who had the best performance from December 19th onward until, I, I believe... Um, December thirty first. Yeah, whatever. Like yeah. the yeah from yeah. Basically after the World Cup. And that after the World Cup until basically present time. And that should have been yeah probably Holland. It should have been Holland. Yeah. Right. So you can see that there was an internal bias from players, but then people started citing oh well Modric and Valverde voted for Messi. It's like yeah, yeah. but I'm not I'm not saying that like th- I'm saying that the captain's decision for Messi is only because it's like a, it's a romantic decision in a way not like not like in that way. Yeah, but. maybe. But like keep on like it's like if it was just a purely media voted award, then I could see Valuti and people saying, "Oh, it's corrupt." Okay, yeah. fine. It's not, not because a it's award. not a secret that the media it's hates Ronaldo. Award. Like it's no. obviously not a secret that media hates Ronaldo. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I blame them to be honest, but yeah, it's not yeah. a secret. But it's not. It's media. It's fan voted. It's captain voted, and it's co- and it's manager voted. So yeah. like. You can't tell me it's it's corrupt. Now, do you like do you, me as a Messi fan? Yeah, I do disagree with the fact that he won it. Okay, fine, but like, like for him to just come because keep in mind, since Messi won the Ballon d'Or and since he won the FIFA Best this year and last year, since he won like all he's saying, Messi hasn't said something once. Ronaldo in the past week has mentioned the FIFA Best Award three times. Yep, hundred percent. So no, listen, like and the I whole league one you, bro, jab and the uh-huh. the fact that he leaves comments saying factos under. Yeah. Basically, post slamming Messi and the yeah. fact that he likes post slamming Messi and yeah. whatever, like is is yeah. No, listen, he he's he's the kind of guy who over the last couple years or last year and a half has received a lot of flack and a lot of compare, mm. especially after the World Cup, a lot of like comparison between him and Messi. And now everyone's like saying, oh well, definitively Messi's the goat, so on and so forth. Okay, mm. so I can see that this is kind of getting to him, maybe. And he even though he says it doesn't, whatever, mm. I see it getting to him. It right? does. He's an egotistical oh. bastard. But what I will say mm. is to answer your question definitively, and you guys, this is our question of the day. Uh, I think that the Ballon d'Or will always have credibility, no matter what. The Ballon d'Or, people always talk about the Ballon d'Or. Look, right? it always will have credibility, yeah. but I don't think the Ballon d'Or is ever incredi- that credible to begin with. Yeah, sure, I feel like sure. But, but I agree. But people talk about the, like, like when people talk about like Iniesta versus Modric, mm. People, the, one of the first arguments is not about stats, not about nothing. It's uh, oh well, who has the yeah, but that's a, yeah, but look, uh, yeah, but that's a you dumb know, argument. I know, but yeah. but it will always have relevancy. Yeah. But FIFA Best Man Award, I don't think it, like it matters that much. Messi doesn't even care about it. Messi at this point is yeah. Messi point, wasn't even there. One hundred percent. Yeah, he wasn't even there. He hasn't posted about it. Nothing. So understand that Messi is worried about one thing. He's, he said, he, I finished football. I'm going to go play for fun in the MLS, and that's all I care about. And you know what? I respect it. Mm-hmm. I respect it. He he took this award as like, whatever. Thank you. I appreciate it. Move on with my life. And people should stop talking about it. You know, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. It is what it let is. Us let us know what, what y'all you guys think. think. Yeah. Yeah. We made a couple of videos on TikTok, which have received a lot of, you know, like, flack from Messi lovers and Ronaldo lovers and all these different kind of lovers. Pause. But that wraps it up for this week's topics in today's podcast, episode three, season two of the Basement Ballers podcast. We appreciate you guys staying tuned for this absolutely stupendous podcast. And if you guys want to recommend anything that you want us to talk about in the next week's podcast, please let us know in the comments. Again, everything is in our description in terms of our social media. Raheem, shout out our social media real quick. Yeah, the TikTok, the Twitter, the Instas, the Facebooks, the MySpaces, the, you know what I mean? 100%, 100%, especially that MySpace, you yeah. already know. And you guys already know how much we appreciate your feedback, how you want us to improve this podcast week in and week out. We always take that those things into account. Every week we try to do something better, and we appreciate that you guys are letting us know how to do that. But without further ado, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Love y'all.